Welcome back to another episode of On Airbnb. I'm Braxton. He's Bladen. And this is a place where you can't book us, but you can definitely listen to us. Now, at the end of our last episode, we kind of teased at doing a Christian-based episode. And with it being Black History Month, I see no other opportunity to take advantage of that than today. You're right. It's, it's, it, it makes sense to handle, handle, handle this today, B. And we got a good friend of ours, uh, Kishan, in the booth with us today. Kishan, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. What's going on? Not too much. Now, most of the time we start every episode, at least last season we did, with kind of a mental health check. We hadn't done it in a minute, so we kind of based it kind of like a stop. Stop? Not a stoplight. What is it? Uh, traffic light. Yeah. Red, yeah, yellow, yeah. green. Yeah. So, let you start off since you're our guest. I think you're really like our first guest, to be honest. We had uh, Blaze mom check in a couple times, but but you're like our first real guest in person. So we'll let you start off. How you feeling? Red being not good at all. Yellow kind of iffy. Green good. I'm feeling green, man. I'm good. I've been working, school, and you know working at my job. So everything's going good right now for us. Hey, what about you, B? It's a it's a green morning for me too, B. I mean, you can only be grateful and thankful to have another day. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm gonna say green. I'm feeling green, too. I know especially you feeling green because y'all got a game today. We do. We, we got a lead tonight. How you think that's going to uh, turn out? It'd be a good game. Hopefully, we've we we uh we've been cranking up our pressure defensively a little bit more, so hopefully we get after it. My body feeling a little bit better than it did last week. But, hey, yeah, ain't no time for excuses, man. We just got to go out and ball. I ain't going to lie. I kind of feel a little um, kind of like the black sheep in this room a little bit because both of y'all some hoopers. No, you just coming off of injury, Key. You were telling me earlier about you dunking and all that kind of stuff. I mean, just just tell the people really. That's what I'm really going into. Just tell the people who you really are. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've been playing basketball for some time now. I've been a big fan of it. And uh, back in middle school, I used to jump high and everything at my height. You know, I'm only like five six, five five. So at my height, you know, I had to really step my game up because uh, my school was mixed between high school and middle school. So I was playing with high schoolers on the basketball team and I made it on the team. So it really helped me and improved me over the years. And yeah, you know, coming off this little uh, knee thing I had going on, it's really gonna help me because I wasn't able to jump like I wanted to because I had to, had a bone in the way. So I'm going, I'm doing good now. They got it, they got it fixed. I feel that with the surgeries, I get, I, we all do. We all have, have had some type of surgery dealing with um, sports. Well, we're not going to really hold it too much longer. First thing first, you know, as we said, this is a Christian-based episode. A lot of people be wanting us to do one. First question that they asked was, what is your story? So, I mean, I, I guess I took that as, what's your testimony? How'd you come to Christ? Or uh, who led you to Christ? Or who's your biggest influence? I guess you could take that as um, really any really avenue that you want to. So who who wanna take that first? I started off. So this blade, y'all don't want y'all to get me in key voice mixed up, man. Ho- hopefully I don't, but <laughs> yeah, I do what y'all do. But uh my story, I mean, I grew up in church. My mom and dad and she always had uh my brothers involved in church and as much as as much as they could. I was we moved from state to state at times, but we made sure if we could we always found us a, a temporary church home. So but yeah, um, so I've always been a believer of God, man. I I love him. I know he uh 
he sacrificed his son for all of us to be here today. And I just appreciate him for that. And uh I mean uh recently, uh when was that? I'ma say October of twenty twenty two, I got rebaptized. I um just felt like it was time, you know what I'm saying, as a man to resave myself, uh and just try to, you know what I'm saying, fully live through God, uh, this go around and I I'm glad I did it. I don't regret nothing I I done. And I'm just, I'm interested to see what he got in store for me in my future. Yeah, and this, uh, this Keyshawn, yeah, that was good points, Bladen. And uh, me, my follow of Christ was when uh, back in, I want to say, 2018, 2019, when my mom came home crying one day and she was telling me how she spoke in tongues. And I was, and it was crazy when she told me because before then I didn't, you know, I didn't believe in that. And, uh, not that I didn't believe in Christ, but I didn't believe in the speaking tongues thing. I thought people was faking until I got involved in the church myself because I know my mom never lies to me. So I got saved in uh, January 18, 2018. And ever since then, I've been walking with Christ. And through anything that I deal with, you know, I always acknowledge Christ and I don't try to go on my own. Do what I, I don't do the old things that I used to do. I don't, I don't curse, I don't be going, doing all these other crazy things, whatever, you know. But, you know, I'm not trying to judge or anything, but, you know, like that. I think for me, it's it's really been the same thing, too, because I always grew up in the church. Uh, didn't have really any family members that were really held high positions in the church beside my grandfather that, I, yeah, was a deacon, well, is a deacon. But it's just always been instilled. I always went to private schools that were Christian schools, so it's just really been ingrained in me for for really forever. You know, always in Sunday school, always at Bible study. But uh, other than that, I mean, it, it really like it came second nature. I don't know if y'all really had that experience or can say that y'all's story was like that, but that's just how it was for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, it was, it was pretty second nature for me. You know, I, yeah, I attend church like three times a week, but, you know, I got to work now on Friday, so two times now for Bible study on Wednesdays. And I go twice on Sundays at, in the day, and you know, in the morning and at night. And so, yeah, same thing. Keyshawn, you play any uh, instruments or you in the choir or anything? Because I know B, y'all, we, we all know B is the the Ruben stuttered voice. Oh, like, oh. He, he, he great. He great, man. I heard him a couple times. He the man. But key, uh, you you in the choir and in, in the instruments or anything like that? Well, you know, I, I I was in the youth choir for a little bit, and um, you know, it, you know, I didn't really stick with that. But really, the main thing I do is the technician work. You know, I'm, you know, I work the cameras. I've been doing that since I was, you know, first got to the church when I was 16, and when I got saved, I got involved and I got to know the director of the communications department at the church, and that's mainly what I've been focused on. And also, I'm the youth uh ambassador there so you know I'm, the, I'm a youth leader like you know the youngest youth leader so i gotta bring people in that's you know around my age and now i'm in my 20s so yeah it's a little different now uh trying to bring in help bring in college students so that's about it for me okay so my, my question to you key is how does i guess do, being, doing the technician work for the service on that how, how does that benefit service because see a lot of churches have like a big production do you ever feel like it enhances the service in any type of way, or do you think sometimes that it can be a distraction? Uh, no, it absolutely helps the service uh, a lot, and uh, we do a good job in staying out the way, staying out of view, so we don't get in, um, 
you know, we don't, we don't want people just staring at us, being in a way, big lights or whatever, you know, but uh, it helps because we got a lot of uh, online listeners from, you know, Chicago and uh, out of state and people that, you know, don't have a real church home because not all churches are doing what they need to do, not speaking on what they need to speak on. And we're just glad to help people. We flew people out and um, helped them to get saved and everything. So, you know, it's real helpful for our online listeners and even people who's sick at home who can't uh, make it to church or whatnot or in the hospital. So it's real beneficial. See, and, and that's the thing. I'm try- I'm, I'm not new to it, but I'm new to I'm new to my new church home, kind of. Uh, in Ridge, it's called First Ridgeland. Uh, and I'm just trying to, like, y'all two, Braxton, you sing, Keyshawn, you work with communication. So all y'all serving, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to find where I, where I can really, after the season, I'm going to try to serve a little more, see what I could do at church, you know what I'm saying, uh, to just be a, a a better, you know what I'm saying, son of God. I just want to help as much as I can. But it's, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. I know I will, but it's, I'm still. I'm just glad I'm. I'm a part. You know what I'm saying now. So, what's something that you think that you might have an interest in? Because I know First Ridgeland pretty much has a good congregation. I know they got a lot of connections here and there. What you thinking about? Uh, man. So I'm. I'm in a life group though. That's like a little mm-hmm. college group that we get together and just talk about God before service on Sunday. So it's like a, a an adult Sunday school at the end of the day. I'm in that. I guess that's kind of being in something, but I'm a, as far as serving. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, I could just, you know, what I'm saying, do do some manly work. I guess around the church, uh, drive the golf cart, pick people up that's walking from a distance where they park. Little stuff like that, man. Just try to get in where I fit in. That's good. I mean, I know in my church, like we have uh, what they call like a greeting ministry. Well, they haven't really done it since COVID, but like as soon as you walk into the church. You know, people uh, greeting you. Then you got the ushers and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I think, Lord have mercy, I hope this, well, if it does get out to members of my church, it just does. But, like, one of my biggest pet peeves in, in, in church, and I know we're, we've gone away from talking about our uh, our stories, but uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is the constant talk about money. Yeah. I, I, I can't stand it. Yeah, I, I don't know if if it happens in y'all's churches or not. See the thing. Okay, look, look. <laughs> so look, uh, some churches I grew up in, man, BD folks even got uh, given songs. Like I can sing it right now. It's, it's a church uh, I used to go to. When it's time for the giving, they like <laughs> the choir starts singing. They be like, give, give, give. Give in the name of Jesus. You oh, know what wow. I'm saying? Hey, these folks crazy, man. But, hey, I'm, I'm with you, man. I mean, but then again, some of these, like, low-income churches do, do need it, and they not get supported by they, – they don't got the – you know what I'm saying? Uh, they not – the pastor not preaching to a million-dollar business owner like some of these other churches are. You know what I'm saying? So they got to do what they got to do to, you know what I'm saying, keep their lights on. So and, and which, which I get that, but, like, at my church, they – Built the church, then they built uh, on to the church a new sanctuary, all that kind of stuff, and that was like in two thousand or something like that. So they had a mortgage that was over a million dollars. They end up paying it off. It was always uh, we asking each member to pay one hundred and fifty dollars for this event. We asking uh, one hundred fifty dollars for 
past anniversary, $150 for a church anniversary, asking for $75 for this revival, that revival, which I understood that because they're trying to get the church paid off. But once the church got paid off, I think that was like in 18, they still asking for the same amount of money. Now, which again, COVID came and all that kind of stuff, and a lot of people didn't stop, stop giving and all that. So I understood it then, but you're still asking for more money. I don't understand it. And, and maybe it's me and, you know, people saying, you know, tithes, you need to tithe. But it's tithing just straight money, though. Well, you know, tithing um, is in the Bible, you know, 10%. 10%, and right. the thing is, is like we can't focus really on them. You know what I'm saying? You know who you're giving the money for. And we're not give we we're not worried about no church, you know what I mean? We we you know, we wanna help the church, we wanna support it. But you know, I understand what you mean by this whole accent money thing. My pastor, you know, he's a real, real man of God and he often uh, lets us know like give from the heart and give to God. You're not giving to us, you're giving to God. And especially with tithes, that's just automatically a thing that the Lord is just asking for us. Right. And um now giving on your own you ne- you never supposed to give on your own like it's a, it's a scripture where a lady gives a penny but you know the other people that got money and everything they give and it's more than a penny way more than that's a penny yeah though. but that's yeah. all she had yeah. so she gave the most valuable gift so you know you don't never want to give money or give an offering to the church especially if you got like some ill will towards it or you like well you know they they just it's taking my money or whatever, you know. You always want to think and, and give your best to the Lord, you know what I mean? So that's the best way of thinking of it. Yeah, and, and just to clear that, it, you have your regular tithes at, at our church, your regular tithes and offering, which, of course, you know, that you're, if you're going to be a Christian, you're pretty much required by God to give a tithe, it, whether that's money-wise, what you earn, the tenth of what you grow in your garden. I think we kind of misconstrued that. It's not all money because right. back then they didn't have – just straight money. It was always like some type of, let's just say you grew some okra in your garden, you give a tenth of that. I, I think we kind of misconstrued that. But it's a whole separate thing. So you got your regular ties and offering, and then you've got other, what they call commitments. And it's up to you if you want to pay it or not. I mean, they get upset with you when you don't. Because there's been many times where I didn't see my pastor say, uh, we didn't reach our goal, but let's take up another offering. I mean, I ain't paying nothing in it. Mm. Because I did what I, I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah, and like my mom, she's either gonna pay one or, one or the other. She's either gonna pay her tithes or either she's gonna pay the commitment. I don't know. Just be be aware of that as you start getting involved with with the church. I, we don't do that over here at my church, in my, <laughs> my house. I mean, All right, as we move into the next segment, um, a lot of people asked what is some of the Christian music or Christian groups that we listen to to keep us going from uh, pretty much day by day. Now, me starting off, you know, it's always been Mississippi Mass Choir from day one. Um, outside of them, Ricky Dillard, Kurt Franklin here and there. But it's uh, really one song that really keeps me going. I guess it's it's kind of like a vision song. It's by the Mississippi Mass. It's called... Um, a place called there and it's it's just pretty much saying uh, I'm going where the weakest should cease from troubling and the weird should be at rest uh, I'm going to a place called there it, I think that's just a vision song for me to keep my um, keep me on the narrow path 
pretty much just to keep my uh, eyes forward. For me, uh, it's I got I can give three songs top of my head. That's like my top three. Number one for sure is uh, "Take Me to the King" by Tamika King. Is, is it Tamika King or I think they call it Tamila? Tamila Man. Tamila Man. I'm tripping. Yeah, Tamila Man. That's my number one song. Number two is uh, "Now Behold the Land" by uh, Kurt Franklin. That's my number two, and then. Uh, Number three, it's actually a song I just heard, I'm going to say about a month and a half, two months ago. Probably two months. It's called Jara. It's like a 10-minute song. It's a little, I think it's been sung by a choir. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I like that that's song. Like, uh, I think that's Maverick City. Exactly who it is. So, yeah, I, that that's the type of song I could play just about, about a good 10 minutes, man, and just get me right mentally. So, then my three right there. What about you, Keith? Well, you know me, man. I um I love me some uh, Todd Dunnelly. I'm not sure if I'm saying his last name right, but him, your great name, is one of my favorite songs. And of course, you got some Kirk Franklin. Everybody got <laughs> some Kirk Franklin in their songs and they uh playlist or whatnot. But I say Todd is the best one for me. Of course, Erica Campbell. Uh, and um yeah, that's that's my main three artists right there. You know, a lot of Mainly just a lot of Tide songs, you know, the anthem, your great name, and um, I smile, Kirk Franklin, stuff of that nature. So, yeah, that's always a good one. Go ahead and sing it. I can go with that. Y'all know I ain't got no voice out there, man. Hey, and my folks, they gonna be laughing, y'all. I said to make a king. That's I think that's my cousin mama name, y'all. That's I'm tripping, man. Yeah. So. I wanted to ask y'all though, what y'all think about uh Christian rap though? I think it's uh too much, or some of them good, some of them you know a little extra. I I actually uh for for a brief minute I was about to say a brief long time that don't make sense, but for a good little minute I listened to Christian rap almost every day. It was a local guy here. His name uh what's his name? Pilo Jetson, and he uh. Has some good songs out. It's a guy. Why can't I think of his name? But uh, he was at a McDonald's concert in Jackson, and I listened to him. He a he a, uh, I think he's from Canton, but uh, he's got some good song, uh, gospel rap songs, Christian rap songs out there. I honestly don't have a problem with it. It's a lot of people that say that it's demonic because you can't um, mix something secular with something. Christian but my thing behind that is you have to reach different people in different ways so if you're going out on the street or if you're going to minister to people sometimes it take me to the king ain't gonna work sometimes you um, you know a Todd Delaney song is it ain't gonna work you gotta reach them with what sounds familiar yeah. and Christian rap may just be what draws them closer into God yeah. no doubt you right you right, man, because it's, it's certain genres of music that pe- that's all people know. You know what I'm saying? So that's that is. I mean, but for me, uh, Christian rap. I mean, I don't know no specific artists or anything like that. But I heard my songs over the years, and I, I think it's all right, man. I don't got a problem with it. It's some songs better than the other, but hey, I, I whatever people think they 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 can do to you know what I'm saying help spread the word of God, man. I'm sure God won't be mad about nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm with it. 
Right, and also, you know, just like with country music, you know, you got some artists who sit up there, you know, talk about drinking, doing this and that and third, but you got some music that, you know, is normal, some music that doesn't promote anything that's, you know, that's bad. You know, you got some, it's not, not all rappers are, you know, promoting the same thing, guns, violence, and, you know, lustful things, but, you know, uh, and money and whatnot, but, you know, just like with uh, Christian rap, you know, rap in general is heavily influenced, of course, by African-American community. And, you know, we can transform that, you know, if we, if we were able to level up in that, transform that into something better instead of just the same old lyrics, you know. So many people that talk about, um, you know, oh, it's, it's devil or this, that, and the third, you know, I just don't really agree. Cause I, you know, it's it's plenty of rap songs with kids and whatnot, so you know that's that's all I have to really say about it. You know, you know, not not all of it's bad. I mean, that, that's definitely some good points. I, I think that um, it's um, a saying that our executive producer for the Mississippi Mass said because on our album that we just did, there are some songs that don't sound like songs that the choir first did in nineteen eighty eight. He said, I think it's a good point to end on this. You have to, a tree has roots, but a tree doesn't only have roots. It has branches that branches branch out. But when you branch out, you still have to remember where your roots at. So the roots is definitely the word of God. The way you branch out is the way you're going to reach other people. So, you know, we mainly are a sports podcast. And let's just, just hit it off where it is. How has it been being a Christian while playing sports. Because, you know, you hear a lot of stuff on the field or on the court or in practice or whatever. Just how has that been from the time, you know, really since you accepted Christ up until now? I feel like it's some, it's a struggle. I'm going I'm to be, I'm, I'm be real with y'all. It's a struggle for me. You know what I'm saying? From me, where I'm growing up, I grew up playing basketball outside. I saw my grandma yard, the whole hood. We all played. Yeah. My dad set up all types of, games like tournaments like i grew up on really in west memphis on this one goal every day to everybody know my dad is mr brass and everybody play on the same goal every day but you really had to be a killer a dog like every day you know what i'm saying so i it's it's it was some ungodly days we had out there man. i'm gonna be real with y'all but that's that's who i am on the court and that's you know what i'm saying that's so I mean, it's it's just kind of hard, you know what I'm saying, to to let God shine through God on the court, while still having that competitive edge on where you came from, like how, how you how you how you grew up and how you portray yourself on the court, you know what I'm saying. So, but it's a struggle. But I, it's some um like you watch players like Stephen Curry, who I feel like he he's so at peace with his game and who he is. Every time he make a three, he point up to God. You know what I'm saying? It's it's little stuff like that where I feel like you can glorify God in sports and on the court and whatever sport you play. But uh, with me though, it's I'm 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 struggling. I'm trying to you know what I'm saying, trying to find my common ground with uh or my religion and and my sport. Just try, but I feel like the better I get in my sport, you know what I'm saying, the 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 easier it'll become for me to, you know what I'm saying, like. Show people my light in God as I'm out there performing, but uh, that's me. What about y'all? 
I think for me, you know, I was always looked at on the team as, or in, even in my class, as the best Christian example. So I can remember from like since seventh grade, from, I think it was seventh and eighth grade, I was best Christian example. Ninth grade, started hanging out with some other people, ended up using language I normally wouldn't use. Then, you know, I wouldn't sing because we voted on it every year who was the best Christian example. I would never get it. So I was like that from my ninth grade year to my 11th grade year. Senior year, ended up having like a real um, self-search and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, it was hard. Being after playing football and you getting hit by people or you hitting other people. And you can't say a cuss word. Well, you, you can. Let's put it that way. You can say what you want to, but it's just discipline for you not to. It, it, it was kind of hard because I'm like, especially because I, I had just came back from ACL surgery and I did uh, all the therapy and everything. And then the last game of the season, I go back down and I feel my knee pop again. And in the moments you want to say some stuff, but you know, you can't say stuff because, you know, it's, it's not pleasing in the eyesight of God. But I, I never forget this one game we played and. Uh, me and one of my friends, we was like so heavy on not cussing on the field because we were a Christian school. We were supposed to hold up to those values. And one of the guys uh, cussed on the field, and me and him both looked at him. This middle of the game, we were like, stop cussing. And he had to go, Coach, call him over there. You cussing out on the field? He looked at the coach and said, well, Coach, if you, if you, want me, if you don't want me to cuss, then I'm not going to play. I said, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, it is really ingrained in some people that only that can help improve their game. I'm going to tell you what, I feel like they think if they cuss, they tougher. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they tougher than the next man. That That's my only reason if I see, like, I see people get caught up in that type of stuff, like when trash talk and stuff like that. Like, if I if I was to trash talk to somebody who not saying a cuss word, just being human, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, I don't think he would have for real. You know what I'm saying? But the whole time, he just, you know what I'm saying? He a, he a, he a real believer of God. You know what I'm saying? He's just trying to, he's just trying to do right because he know. Your religion is way more important than your sport. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, so but it's it's that's just how I view it. I mean, I, and I ain't gonna lie, if you cussing at me on the field, I want to cuss you back. Yeah. That, I mean, I think that's nature. Somebody do something to you, if you get me, get me. I'm a got you, got you. Yeah. I, I just I, that's my thought on that. And you know, well, you know, I always been a um a quiet guy on the court. You know what I mean? Like even when somebody trash talk or whatnot. I love it. I love trash talking and whatever, you know, but, you know, I still have my my beliefs. But growing up, it was the same thing. It's normal. Now, look, it's normal to go through these things growing up. You know, you're probably saying a few words. You know, you're not really grounded in Christ like you need to be. And then we got to remember those people that are not in Christ like we need to be. So we have to be exemplary. And we can't really just beat them up, you know what I mean, or think bad about them because they're not in church like we are. They don't know the truth like we know it you know what i mean so trying to be on the court and not say things yeah it is tough i had some times where you know getting fouled or whatever and i want to say some things but i didn't know i i stayed quiet i always being quiet people trash talk try to call me little whatever you know i like it i like the trash talk i don't trash talk myself but i like when they trash talk it helped me play better it helps me play better but you know the cursing and whatever you know i i stay away from it and uh i try to you know try to just stick with Christ on the court, you know. It's all, you know, you can repent and whatnot, but, you know, just don't go overboard. I say that. I feel that. Um, I, I can say I was the same way, too. I mean, 
always I was always quiet until you uh kind of mess with me. After you mess with me, then that's when we kind of get into some issues. But you know, this wouldn't be a a, a on air episode if we always didn't talk about something relationship wise, because that's what most of you know our listeners it draws their attention. So we're gonna give the people what they want. Has it been being a Christian in relationships? Like this, this can be as big as a um, I guess landslide you want it to be, as small as you want it to be. I guess for me, like one of the first things I look for is, are you a Christian? I think if that's not one of the first questions, then it's not going to be compatible. Like I got a cousin, he is uh, dating a girl where they're two different denominations. And I'm like, do you think that's going to work? Because different people, from what I believe, we all believe the same common thing, but what you believe on a certain subject, I may not believe on a certain subject. And sometimes if you're not equally yoked, it's going to cause some problems. So I'm just kind of curious as to y'all, what is like one of the first things y'all look for? For a Christian relationship Well One thing I look for You know I dated two girls In the church And I also dated two girls Outside of church And um One The last one The latest one That I'm dating Currently We It's It's It's, it's very good You know It's smooth There's no There's no fornication We're doing it All the right way The other girls On the other hand You know It was um uh, you know, it's just different people, different things. And um, one girl, she had another denomination, and um, we had to stop talking because, you know, I got saved in 2018. She's not saved. It's unequally yoked, you know what I mean? So it's, it, it wasn't going to work out. She believed her things, and I believed mine. Although she was interested in learning more about mine, I told her I don't want her to get saved just for me or whatnot. So I told her, you know, mm. what, what was up, and then I ended the relationship. But that don't mean that I'm leaving her for somebody else. None of none of that. But um, dating girls outside the church is is a complete challenge. I cannot. I don't recommend it at all for a person that is saved. Everyone who goes to church isn't saved, you know. But yeah, so everyone that goes to church isn't saved. So you know you're gonna have those people who you know dating out in the church, dating out. You know what I mean? So it's no problem for them. But if you really say, if you really about it, if you really for real about finding the one that the Lord placed in your life, I suggest you doing a real courtship, doing all, following all the rules that it uh, takes to make a courtship, and that means finding the right person and praying about it. And that's exactly um, what I'm uh, following right now. Baby, we're going to get your thoughts, and then we're going to wrap this up. Man, so, no, I'm playing, y'all. <laughs> but uh, with me, uh, Never really, uh, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to explain, but uh, I feel like uh, having a having a girl that that see Christ like you is the best way to go, hundred percent, like hundred percent. But uh, you know, I'm saying growing up, like I, I really ain't. Uh, well, it was it it, it was kind of me too. I like I was on and off. With God, well, not, I went on and off with him, but my relationship with him wasn't as deep as it is now, type stuff. So, uh, with me growing up, like the girl, I wasn't same. Was on the same boat, so I, I really didn't th- think of it that much. Would think about it that deep, you know what I'm saying? But now, for sure, hundred percent, I want my girl, you know what I'm saying, to to love God like I love him, 
invest in time in God the same way I do. Probably even more, you know what I'm saying? Because I do believe, like, women, you know what I'm saying, they, they rule the world, man. So I feel like having a Christian uh, having a Christian girlfriend is important, you know what I'm saying, if you, if you don't have a girlfriend. Now, Key, one of the things that we do to wrap up every episode is uh, normally come with some interesting facts or leave out on a good quote or anything of that nature, but I guess it's, this was a faith-based um, episode. I decided to do some Bible jokes. They're a little, weak, they're a little corny, I ain't gonna lie, so y'all, y'all don't make fun of me too bad. So this one says, first one says, who was the fastest runner in the race? Who might that be? It said Adam because he was the first human race. <laughs> God, that, that was nice, man. <laughs> that was nice. That was Yo, nice. don't be looking over here at the answer. Oh, oh, you see, you asking. Okay, okay. So then it said, okay, next one said, where is the first baseball game in the Bible? Was it David and Goliath? Oh, uh, well, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Says in the beginning, so like in the big inning, Eve stole first, Adam stole second, Cain struck out Abel, the Giants and the Angels were rained out. <laughs> oh, they going deep. Yeah. They going deep. <laughs> was like, okay. So smart, man. There's another one. All right, last one is how many people can you fit in one Honda? Says, uh, well, the Bible said that all twelve disciples were in one accord. <laughs> nah, yeah, they that's were. crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yep. So that's gonna wrap up this uh this episode. Special thanks to Keyshawn for joining us. Until next time, you already know what it is or what to do. Go on Apple Podcasts, go on Spotify, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, leave a review, and until next time, we'll holler at you. We out.